Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about unusual greetings, nicknames and part one of our interview with Joe and Nick. Welcome to The Kindness Project. Is this my turn to yeah, yeah. say something? Yeah, yeah, I want you to go with your introduction first. Oh, you want to do mine first? I'm joined by a girl whose favourite current greeting is, evening ladies, it's Charlotte Dames. And I'm joined by a man who lives to grab opportunity by its tail. It's Chris Thames. <laughs> right, we have both got the same surname. Dames, you've had it for 15 years, nearly 16 years, and you've just called me Chris Thames. Where did that come from? I was thinking about the word tail because it sounded kind of weird in that sentence. And then I, I was thinking about the surname and it all was I like grabbing an opportunity by the tail and just swinging it around the room. <laughs> what made you pick a towel? <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed to fit at the time when I was writing these. I was writing these at 10 o'clock at night, but that's not the point. Well, yeah, because yeah. my name is Chris Thames, clearly. Um, and you, you've got... I, I, I still remember the day when I first heard you say, I still remember the day like it was years ago, it was only a couple of weeks ago. Evening ladies. Where you walked into a pub that me and mummy were sitting and it was 11 o'clock in the morning because I had just been to the gym and was having a coffee before I had to go back to the gym. And you just walked in, loud as you like, and just went... Ladies. Well, I'm trying to be unconventional and say the wrong time of the day. I know, but you said you said do you say evening ladies in the evening when you talk to ladies, or is it no. morning fellas? <laughs> no, I just randomly yell the wrong one because it just seems funnier. It is. Just it like funny. eleven o'clock in the morning, evening ladies. Three. You know, five five at night, morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I love people who come in and just go. Morning. Morning. Like just a really cheerful hello makes the day start better. Uh huh. As opposed to. Hi. All right. All right. You're all right. Yeah. You're you right. right. You're doing good. But Are you coping? <laughs> surviving. I hate people who say that. How are you doing? I'm surviving. Surely that's not your aspiration, just to survive. Yeah. How are you doing? See, no, see, I see. I'm one of the. See, I'm one of those people. People, people are like, if if someone sees me and I'm just kind of, I'm tired, and they, they just they, they just come along and they try and cheer me up and they're like, you okay? And I'm like, I'll survive. Yeah, I'll live. Yeah. You don't have to be so worried. I'll live. We all go through that. Sort of stage where we have days where we just we don't we're not feeling it, right? Yeah. We, all, we all have days where we're not feeling it. But people who every time you ask them, <laughs> "How you doing? Surviving? <laughs> Christ, do some of your life, because <laughs> like surviving." Well, your hopes and dreams sound so high and aspirational. <laughs> surviving isn't the aspiration. Um, um, Oh, Living's the aspiration, see, because people don't see the difference between living and surviving, do they? Surviving is actually like having your heart beat in your chest and the breath circulating around your body, but living, living, living is something you can aspire li- li- to. Living is when your heart beats fast <laughs> and you're short of breath because you're living and loving life. I don't uh, know. What, what, what has this turned into? I don't know. Science. Anyway, 
Anyway, today's question of the podcast is based on your greeting of evening ladies. Evening ladies. Um, it's what's the most unusual way you've ever been greeted? So I know you greet in an unusual way. Have you ever been greeted in an unusual way? I don't know. Got a pretty wacky bunch of friends. Uh, yeah, go on. Who's the wackiest? I don't know. I think the weirdest way I've ever been greeted was a tackling cuddle. A tackling cuddle? Did, did they tackle you to the floor? No, no. no who, who gave you the tackling cuddle? Multiple people. Multiple people at the same time? No, at different occasions. Okay, so who's the best tackler? I don't know. No one's ever taken me to the floor. Right. So I, I, I think I've got some decent legs. Okay, fair enough. Not in the way they look, they're, they're strength. Yeah, strong legs. <laughs> I've got strong legs. Yeah, d- don't try and tackle me to the floor because my legs will take the pain. <laughs> okay, so uh, the weirdest way Charlotte's ever been greeted is via a tackling cuddle. Um, but we want to hear your answers. What about you, mate? Oh, I don't know. Probably evening ladies, to be honest. <laughs> That's probably the, the strangest way. Um, uh, uh, when I was at school, people used to shout across the um, uh, either the classroom or down the hallway or in the playground. <laughs> like that, just to get my um, just to get my attention. But now, now you've changed my name to Tamesy. Maybe they should shout <laughs> that. Tamesy. I don't know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be. T- t- no. So it's no. If if you named Tames, you just <laughs> you just yell Tamer. Tamer. Yeah. That's not a nickname. Yeah. It, it is. Um. You right. You wouldn't. You wouldn't shorten Dames to Damer, would you? No, I wasn't shortening it. It's a nickname. Nickname. Nicknames are meant to be sure. No. What are you talking about? No. Right. What's your nickname? I don't have a nickname. People find it difficult to abbreviate my name. Yeah. Exactly, because nicknames are abbreviation. So of people just call me Mum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's what's longer, Charlotte or Mum? Mum, it has more meaning. Uh, don't try <laughs> and play that game with me. Just let our listeners know where they can get involved with the podcast. Well, you see, I um, I uh, I'm trying to remember. So you can give me at Olakinis. That's on the Twitter thingy. <laughs> The little blue bird. It's very adorable. And then the Facebook thingy, you just kind of search Kindness Project in the magical search bar thingy. Or you go www.facebook.com forward slash holokindness. No one's got time for that. What do you mean? <laughs> in, the, in the day of short and attention span, you haven't even got time to type in. No, no one's got time to memorise that whole thing. So just, you just go to Facebook and you put in the search bar thingy. Bookmark it. You should be bookmarking everything the Kindness Project related, shouldn't you? No, I don't know. Why not? No. I do. Oh, that's... I love the Kindness Project. (laughs) It's my little hobby. Um, Okay, (laughs) so... You know what my little hobby is? My Wattpad account. Or you can um, email us at... Holla at thekindnessproject.co.uk Yeah, uh, we've shelved our MySpace account. Actually, did you hear the other day? Every MySpace account got deleted and nobody noticed did they <laughs> literally <laughs> no. nobody, nobody cares about myspace anymore well, i might might create a myspace account <laughs> <laughs> just for the last I, I might ask jeeves when i get home yeah you know i mean i just you might know. do that um anyway on that particular pertinent note should we get on the show oh yes 
So our interview this week is with two lovely people, um, Joe and Nick Cairn. Now Nick I've known for a few years because as you know I'm a financial planner in, as a day job. Oh really? Yeah, did you know that? Ah. Yeah, I'm, I do, we're, we're totally not sitting in your office right I, now. I do, I, do, I do a decent bit of financial planning. Um, and um, Nick used to be the um, head of an organisation called the Institute for Financial Planning until he had a stroke a few years ago. Um, <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Unfortunate circumstances. And you know what? But I tell you what, it's a really inspirational story because Nick lost, uh, he was a professional speaker, he used to speak at a, a lot of events. Nick lost the power to speak. He couldn't speak at all. Because um, he just couldn't, he could remember the words but he just couldn't get, get them out of his mouth. Um, and that, for a man who spoke for a living, has got to be the toughest thing. But Nick and, uh, and Joe, his wife, are real inspirational people because they don't even let that get them down. Mm. And they've raised over the past few years uh, loads of money for stroke charities. They've raised awareness. Uh, I wanted to talk to them about their story, coping with having a stroke, and what, what do you do when, as a speaker, you lose your ability to speak? Mm. Would you like to hear the interview? Oh, yes. I can. Let me just test the uh, test the mic. Good. What have you been up to today? Working. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and um, what's the weather like where you are? Awful. <laughs> you know. You know what? It's been. We we had a little bit of snow. Uh, over the weekend, but we were in Bath over the weekend. Okay, yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, yeah, and, that, and actually, the snow settled, um, uh, which my seven-year-old absolutely loved. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, which was good. Right, let me just get your questions up. Audio looks absolutely superb. So that's. As long as my reception goes, because I'm on. See, yeah, see, seems good. I mean, I, I don't know how more primitive, primitive we could go. We could get two tin cans, I suppose, Joe, and, and, and go, uh, go down that route. But as long as, the, as long as the reception holds up, we should be okay. Yeah, it's going to be fine, yeah. Yeah, okay, great stuff, right. Okay, so let me just get your questions up. Um, right, okay. Good stuff, right. Right, okay, here we go. Right, so um, just going to start with a hello, how are you, and then we can go from there. Hi, Joe, hi, Nick. Hi, Nick, how are you? Yes, thank you. Good, thank you. Good, good stuff. Thanks for coming on The Kindness Project. We really appreciate it, and I know that our listeners are going um, to really enjoy you, uh, telling, uh, you telling us your story. So just to, as a start, off, tell us a little bit about you. Yes, Joe, 
teenager at the minute, Charlotte, who hosts the podcast with me. How did you cope with the teenage years? Some dogs are allowed on the sofa and some dogs certainly aren't. Are your dogs allowed on the sofa? Yes. They are. They're part of the family, right? They're not allowed. Exactly. They're not allowed upstairs. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough, that makes sense. So I know um, I know that, uh, Nick, you went through a, a, a stroke situation a couple of years ago, but tell us your story and what why you chose to uh, support the Stroke Association in particular. Yeah, there six years ago, yeah. there was a stroke uh, yeah. the uh, stroke, well, brains, their, their uh, heart, their uh, st- stroke. He had, a, he had arrhythmia. So yeah. It sent a blood clot up to his brain. So it's from the heart to the brain. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, strum raising goes from raising, yeah. Yeah. And what, what, made, what made you choose, because I'd imagine there's a, a number of stroke charities, right? So what made you choose the Stroke Association particularly? Well, one, the stroke group, the support yeah. group, Louisa Stones, uh, the help, help. The good out. Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. And um, what, what what do people get wrong about people who have suffered a stroke? What are the common misconceptions you sometimes face? Well, young, yeah. babies, yeah. Um, the uh, 40, 50, yeah. Work, yeah. work 
So people assume that strokes happen to older people, I'd imagine. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. So um, what? There's a lot of, you know, there's lots of cases. There's, you know, it can happen. We know cases where it's happened in the womb. You know, so you're carrying and you know, babies have a stroke and uh, young children. Really. Um, any any age. Uh, but yeah, when it happened, I I never heard of a stroke. So I just because I thought it is an old person's thing. And yeah. it was 50. Yeah. Yeah. So, So I'd imagine it's been quite an educational process over the last six years, right? Learning about, yeah. What's the most surprising thing you've learned? through uh, is it aphasia and how does that how did, how did that impact your day to day life and still potentially still does yeah the um, communication mm. the uh, problems okay the uh, speech um, the well the apps the the, um, the uh, practice practice Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so aphasia, just to clarify, is because so he knows what he wants to say, but the bit that's broken is the bit between what he wants to say and the bit in the brain that actually processes that. So, gotcha. Gotcha. so it, it slows down, and it, Nick's also got a bit of dyspraxia, which means sometimes he can struggle to form the word with his mouth. Right. Right. But um, that's what aphasia is. So, okay. Um, Just, just out of interest, Joe and Nick, how does that, how does that impact like your written cognition? So, how, how's your writing, Nick? Is your writing fine and, and speaking's the challenge? Or? Yeah, no, that's okay. Oh, it's really, it's um, interesting, isn't it? Well, no, it's not. He can, he can write words. Like, he's written all of the answers to the questions here down. Yeah, for yeah. He has to write with his left hand now as well because he hasn't can't use his right hand. So, okay. because it, on the right side, so he writes everything's with his left hand. The numbers, propositions, um, yeah, yeah, little little words. Struggles with little words, yeah, like right. internet, that sort of thing. But, so, uh, so, yeah. so, so, so everything, that, all the connector words, is the yeah. challenge, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. And, and I know you had some, uh, reading the article saying you had a bit of speech therapy after your stroke. Do you still do this? How much did it help? And, and, and then what was the process of, was it a matter of learning to speak again or how did that work? Dogs to get off the sofa. Can I get? Can I get one of them? I mean, I, I don't know if it will work to be honest. And how? What was the? What was the app called? Oh, there's a, there's a number of them actually. Okay. Having now, so, so the other one was um, step steps, wasn't it? The uh, the one we used specifically. Yeah. But Nick uses what the tactus theory. So it was. But you you could do is person put all the pictures on, yeah. and then you could practice the pictures. So you could personalise what he was doing, and then we started to build sentences up Amazing. over time that he was practicing. So it was called Steps, actually. It was specifically written by somebody um, who, and you could put pictures of all our friends on there. So that you gotcha. could start, so names uh, could come up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that sounds good. And what, you know, the speech therapies helped. What other factors do you think has helped you live a really meaningful life after the stroke, Nick? Yeah, well, Joe and children, yeah, and family, yeah, work colleagues, yeah, um, the uh, the uh, no, Twitter, yeah, and Facebook, yeah, Twitter attractions, uh, yeah. they're um, confident, yeah. uh, smiley, uh, yeah. confident and proud. Humor. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you, do you think? I mean, you talked about mindset earlier on, and I, I think you're right. I mean, the impression that I get is you're pretty positive people. Um, how how is that positive and you know sort of rub your sleeves up and get on with it? Mindset helps. Yeah, and well, a lot because interestingly, when uh, Nick came across somebody at a stroke group, I remember early on who wouldn't go out of the house. Um, it was, it was a, a man, and very very negative as well, wasn't it? And yeah. I, I remember thinking at the time, gosh, if Nick was like that, I think, you know, I'm not sure what I would do, actually. Yeah. But because he was so positive, wanting to learn, you know, obviously there was lots of setbacks, and he couldn't drive, he had to do his speech, yeah. he couldn't work. Um, you know, he approached it all positively. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and didn't sort of, you know and wanted to go out and wanted to meet people and things so that made it so much better yeah, I yeah. think I, I'm not sure I would have cooked very well if it had been a bit negative <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um, and what you talked about some of the challenges you've faced I don't want to dwell on that but talk to me about some of the things that you've had to change quite fundamentally about your lives well frustration yeah. frustration the uh, walk of the dog <laughs> yeah. um What's their uh, thinking? Thinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um, the pos- 
positive. Yeah. So um, the uh, practice yeah. on and on and on. Yeah, and yes. Uh, and, uh, that was the interview, that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Oh, yes. There's the end. Oh, I've pinched your bit, haven't I? You've pinched my line. Pinched your line. I need a T-shirt with that printed on it. Tis it. Oh, should we talk about merch? Oh, I haven't updated it. What, what do you mean? I haven't done anything with it. It's just the same merch. No, I know it's the same merch, but it's still available. Yes, it's still available. It's still at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk forward slash merch. Um, and feel free to have a look. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you've got a wide selection of merch. merch. Um, that you can have a look at. <laughs> what is it? Merch. merch. <laughs> um, I reckon... You want to go again? Three, um, two, one... Merch. Merch. Delayed reaction. I reckon reckon (laughs) that uh, merch. I reckon that we should get a tis the end in big writing with a little kindness project. uh, Just a little picture of me like this. Yeah. There you go. Calm down with your picture of you. Um, Can you remember what? Oh no, it is the end. But the end is never the end, is it? If so, that every time. Um, Because. We have got last week's question of the podcast this week. And we have a lot of answers to the question, who is the world's greatest detective? So I'm going to start um, uh, with Tamsin Kane, who said, surely, surely the world's greatest detective is Sherlock Holmes. I'd say so. Um, Francis Barrett said, Basil the Great Mouse Detective. I <laughs> forgot about Basil. Uh, Marco Hadderman went for Harry Bosch. Uh, Kate, uh, Kath Keat went for Kay Scarpetta. Uh, Matthew Watts went for Sher- Sherlock Holmes slash Hercule Poirot. In a battle of the detectives between Holmes and Poirot, who would win? See, Poirot's my favourite, but Holmes would win. Okay. Uh, Victor Sachs said... He's gone old school with this one. Columbo. Have you ever seen a Columbo detective show? No. You need to get a bit of Columbo in your life. I've been trying to watch the revamped version of Magnum P.I., but that's not getting me very far. No, I was never a big Magnum P.I. fan. Um, Trace Concello said, Margaret Rutherford is Miss Marple. So Miss Marple was her favourite. Miss Marple was Agatha Christie as well, wasn't she? Yep. Um, Heidi Ball said, Tom Thorne. John Cookie Cook, friend of the show, gets involved. Um, fictional, he's going to say Columbo. Uh, instinctive, a master psychologist. Columbo used to do this thing where he used to let the uh, protagonist think that they'd gotten away with it. And he used to walk in the room and go, oh, just, just one more thing, just one more, and then just blow the case wide open. It's oh amazing. My God. Okay. It's amazing. I, I, I love Death in Paradise. <laughs> I love the detectives from there, and they all do this thing where they gather them all in the room and they go, they kind of pick people apart one by one until they're left with like the actual murderer. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, but that's a that's an Agatha Christie thing, isn't it? Mm. But Agatha Christie did that quite a lot. Um, so uh, John loves Columbo. Non-fictional. Apparently, he read a book called A Dangerous Place about the hunt for the railway killers in the mid-80s. Mm. And there was a psychologist named Professor David Cantor that deduced that um, the same people were responsible for two unlinked crimes. So that was interesting. Karina Murray said, obviously Sherlock, but an honourable mention, 
to Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo-Doo. <laughs> That's what I was aiming for. Scooby-Doo-Doo. Rohan Sivajati said Ace Ventura Pet, Pet Detective with an amazing gift. So thank you for that one. Um, uh, the, um, uh, then we had Inspector Clouseau as an option. We had a bunch of other options. Let me tell you what else we had. We had Inspector Clouseau. We had Miss Marple, Lauren Janice, who's been a guest on the show and friend, friend of the show. Adam Caroline went for Frank Drebin from uh, Police Squad. <sighs> David Hurd. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget was amazing. He was pretty incompetent, incompetent though. Uh, Matt Warren's just gone. Batman. Batman. <laughs> I was doing a proper Batman. You was doing like a... What was that Batman? Female teenage Batman. Batman. <laughs> um, Alan Easter went for Inspector Frost. Sean Banks went for Luther. Mum, like, Cassie, my wife, your mum would be really impressed with that. Mm. Um, Scooby Gang. Richard, Richard Ellis. Rich Ellis didn't go just go for Scooby-Doo. He went for all of the... Participants of Scooby Doo. The only uh, one that's not in that picture Daphne. is not the doll. Is the dog? I mean, we we're not even going to get involved in the Scrappy Doo conversation. Oh God, not oh, Scrappy no, Doo. Scrappy. Uh, Nadim Afzal said Poirot. Uh, Alan Ahmed thought Batman, and Joseph Terry thought surely it's uh, Lieutenant Frank Columbo. So loads of amazing answers there. Brilliant stuff. Thank you, Kindness oh, Project yes. listeners. And please write in with your stories of kindness, what you're up to at the minute, and answer more questions of the podcast. Oh, yes. And on that note, my friend, I'm going to say tatty bye. <laughs>